Hi, this is Prophet Terry. Come experience the new you. Thank you for listening to this podcast. The Lord is in the house. If you owe him any praise, give it to him now. Don't let the landlord have to knock on your door later today. Whatever you owe the landlord, you pay him today. The landlord, the life lord. Uh huh. If he's been good to you. Uh huh. Hallelujah. Let no debt be left outstanding. We come to love on the Lord today. But if you owe him and it's due to him, I'd give him the praise and the thanksgiving for him one time. The better your habitat, the better your habitat, the more money you got to pay, you know. If you want to live better, praise better. Move on up. If you want to live better, praise better. Uh, if you want to live better, praise better. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Don't let karma speak of you this day. That you're selfish. Huh? You don't pay what is due. Yeah. If you had a good week, give him some praise. Now here's the thing. We have no prescribed worship. Well, you've been healthy all week, you know. It's not three hallelujahs and one our Father and, and you know. You know. If you made some extra money this week, you know, we're not going to tell you how to give that things. But this I want you to do. I want you to do right here and right now. According to your conscience, what do you owe him?
not not according to religious practice not according to what you see somebody else does or what somebody else is doing but what can you get away with today at what point would your conscience say you have worshipped the Lord today you have given him thanks today Jesus said, according to your faith, let it be done unto you. It don't matter what the person next to you think you should be doing. What can you get away with right now by your own conscience judgment? How should you praise him right now? How should you give him thanks right now? I don't care if you stand up, sit down, it don't matter to me. According to your conscience and nobody else's conscience, What is due the Lord this day? Or what have you held back from him? Uh, from the start of the year, it's been a good year. From the start of the year, your pain's gone away. From the beginning of the year, things are changing in your life. The Bible says he deserves all the thanks and all the wealth. The more wealth you give him, the better your habitat. Aha. Aha. Yeah. Your relationship has been better. You finally got a relationship. <laughs> I say ye, what does your conscience say you should do this morning? Maybe, maybe, maybe. Maybe you do, maybe you, maybe you owe him a big old I'm sorry for being such a pain this year. <laughs> such a warrior. Such a complainer. Huh? Lord, are you with me? Lord, are you here? 
Where are you, Jesus? All right. You feel better? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. You feel better? Now, some people would like to say... Some people might like to say, the spirit is moving. But I might like to say, you finally gave, got up off your lazy backside and give the Lord something that's due him. And yes, the spirit touched you. Uh, I'm seeing this vision. Hallelujah. Seeing this vision. Nicole, we pay the rent, right? Yes. All right. Just want to make sure I ain't prophesying about myself here. I, I, I see this individual that they're going into a restaurant to eat. Nice restaurant. Plush. Buffet. Nice. I don't know. I was watching you because you were watching me. I don't know. <laughs> so, you go in this nice restaurant. I mean, it's, it's plush, you know. It's not, it's not no, you know, where you stand up and eat, you know, by the side of the road. It's nice, nice place. Nice, nice, nice. And so, you go in there and you see your landlord in there in the nice restaurant who you ain't paid in three months, you know. That might be some of you in church this morning. You ain't give the Lord no praise. <laughs> You're ducking in there, you know. Huh? You're ducking in there. Huh? You don't want the landlord to see you, you know. You know what I'm talking about. Huh? You ain't been to church in a while, or you come to church, and you just don't, you just don't give the Lord no praise. And King James, it says, he deserves all the wealth, all the wealth, all the praise, all the thanksgiving. Huh? Now, we don't want to just convert thanksgiving over to money, but the Bible says he deserves all the wealth. It's all his. And for conscience sake, you cannot always come to church. Just to get. And never to pay back. Huh? Yes. Maybe life ain't where you want it to be. But Jesus says according to your faith. Maybe if you just gave God a little bit more thanks for what you do have. Your conscience would open the door to a blessing. 
God. Your conscience is much like Job's three friends. Job's three friends says, Job, you must have done something wrong. That's your conscience. Prophet says God's a good God. He wants to bless you. He come to preach good news to the poor and to the blind and to the lame. That's not that you're going to one die. You're going to die one day and you don't need it. No. Oh, you're going to walk today. You're going to come out of captivity today. Huh? And you're going to stop being poor today. Huh? But guess what? Your conscience will shut the door. Your conscience will judge you. The Bible says that if our heart doesn't condemn us, then we have confidence before God. And we receive whatever we ask of Him. Huh? Now, I don't want to sound like an old Pentecostal church that says, you know, give God the praise. But the reality is, the landlord is here. And the landlord said, if you pay this amount of money, then you can stay here. The book of Revelation says there's two witnesses. There are two lampstands that stand before the Lord of the earth. You can't wait till everything gets right in your life and then say, Lord, I praise you. Even though you was late, a little slow, I praise you. Mm -hmm. Now, the landlord, he said for a certain amount, you can have this place. You can't blame the landlord because your business not doing good. He didn't promise you a good business. He promised you a place. But your attitude towards your landlord can curse your business. You want to see customers come in, but you don't want to see the landlord come in. Now, here's the thing. I don't even want to have to point you out this morning. There's some of you in here. You're, you're bona fide Christians. You're washed in the blood. Hmm? You're sanctified. Holy Ghost filled. And you'll hate your landlord. Or you hate the bank that owns the house that you say you own. Oh, Lord. Y'all went from Pentecostal to Catholic one minute. Right? Ain't never had no service like this. I say, some of y'all don't like your landlord. Your landlord got bills to pay, too. I don't care if he's a Hindu, he got bills to pay. You made a deal with a Hindu. God never told you to make no deal with a Hindu. You made the deal with a Hindu. But that's your landlord. 
and you don't like him. And you don't know why your children fighting in your house. Huh? Yes. You don't know why your, your, your goldfish are not having babies. I'm teaching you something right now. You don't know why your old car ain't running. You don't know why it's breaking down. You don't know why your wife can't cook no more. She's burning all your roadie. You don't know why your kids ain't getting no good grades. You know why? Because you got a bad attitude toward your landlord. You Holy Ghost feel. Blood bought. Spirit filled. And you look at your landlord like he's some kind of bandit. Hello, 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 hello. Hello? Huh? Neighbor's dogs don't get all your chickens. Hello? But you don't like your landlord. Always grumbling. Hello? Let's put the car on the road. <laughs> and how you ever going to be a landlord? When you don't even know how to treat a landlord. Huh? That's where your bad karma comes from. Yes? That's where your bad karma comes from. Are you bad? Sanda. Sanda. Sandma comes from. You ain't got no car. You just got sand on my <laughs> Or taxi mouse. <laughs> I can't believe the prophet's taking the landlord's side today. Huh? I thought he'd come to preach good news to the poor. <laughs> I am preaching good news to the poor. You pay your landlord with a smile, and you watch your house prosper. You watch your home prosper. And next thing you know, you got your own house. And the next thing you know, you might be a landlord. Dealing with these other people. Hello, it's my building, and I want to rent it to you. And you act like I'm doing you some great harm. You agreed to the price. I didn't. You agreed to it. This is this is the deal we worked out, huh? Yes. Hmm? Or when the phone bill comes, or the electric bill comes, huh? Wasa, when they come, hmm. everything a devil to you. Everything a devil to you, and you're a blessing to nothing. Yeah. <laughs>
And some of you broke because you don't want to pay the landlord. But you want to cry when you have to leave. The Bible says leave no debt outstanding. And I ain't even got you to heaven yet. I'm still at the landlord. You never even realize to this day that the end of the landlord is you have land and you have Lord. And you have spoken bad things about the Lord. I knew I should have pleaded the blood on me when I come in the church this morning, you know. <laughs> and Jesus says, that's the way you treat the landlord? But Jesus is the landlord of the landlords. Without him, we'd have nothing. But what's due him? You may say, well, my life, my life is terrible. Always been terrible. It was terrible for my parents. But maybe you come from a long line of landlord haters. <laughs> Just this week. Don't you wish you had a bigger mask? <laughs> you just ones with the eyes in it, you know. Mm. Mm. Well, 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 well. What kind of message is this this morning? Mm. We ain't even gonna get into politics this morning. Uh -uh. We're just dealing with landlords. All right. Anybody work hard this week? Uh, anybody work hard this week? Uh, <clears throat> there's one person that worked hard. <clears throat> I vouch for him that he is working hard for you and for those at Laodicea and uh, Hierophilus. Hierophilus. Verse above that tells us the person's name, Euphrates. And it says, he's always wrestling with God in prayer for you. He was actually one of them. He was of the Coloss. He was from that area. He was one of them. He said he's always wrestling with God in prayer for you. And this is the awesome thing we learn about prayer. He's not praying that your sick would be healed and that you would have a, a good job, yes, um, or have a job, or for souls. No, he's praying that you would stand firm in God 
and that you would mature fully in God. You know, sometimes we only pray for people when they're sick, you know, because we're kind of selfish, you know. So when we do pray, you know, boy, listen, you want me to pray for you? You got to really be in a bad shape, you know. <laughs> for me just to come in here and just pray and there's nothing wrong with you? Nah. That's the way we think, you know. But he's praying for them that they would mature and stand strong in God. You know why? This is why. You don't have to pray for people to be successful when they're a blessing. You don't have to pray for people to be prosperous when they're paying their landlords with a smile whether it's the house you live in or the business. Yes. You know, sometimes we, we grumble, we grumble, we grumble. We want our own building. Listen, that's coming. But you cannot, you cannot come against landlords and people in authority. If you just stop that, you'll start being blessed. But he worked hard. You work hard this week? He's working hard. So Paul says, I can vouch for you. He's working hard. That's pretty good. You got anybody to vouch for you that you worked hard? He worked hard. But here's the thing. And here's what I realized. If we work hard only for ourselves, we work for nothing and no one. Because our work is selfish. If we only work and we work hard. I've heard people say, I've worked hard to get this. But you're actually working for nothing. Here's somebody that's working for somebody else. Yes. And here's someone who's probably getting very little pay. Now, when he's saying he's working hard for you, he's talking about the churches. Maybe they're sponsoring him a little bit. But he's working hard. We say we're working hard but if you're just working for yourself, just for self-betterment, and you're just praying for self-betterment, are you really working for anything? Any purpose? If you're only working for your car and your house. See, whenever you say, that I'm working for my children, I'm working for my, my, my husband, my family, my mother and father. You know, I, I'm working for my car, my house. All those things got my on it. Whenever it's got my on it, it amounts to nothing. Because here's the thing. How hard you worked for yourself is never going to be a question in heaven. The question's going to be, what did you do for others? Because the title to the message today is Selfish Karma. What have you done? How have you worked hard for someone else? Okay, you say you don't have much money. Your landlord got it all. He didn't get your prayers. I know he didn't get your prayers. He might have got your curses, but he didn't get your prayers. If you got your prayers, you're saying, let the landlord forget 
that he owns this property this month. See, if you be real nice to your landlord, next time he comes around, you may just shock him, he'll fall over dead and give you the place. <laughs> I doubt. <laughs> you might actually shock him, but that's be, or her, whatever the case might be. If all you're doing is for you, how does your conscience let you get by with that? If everything is me, 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 my, 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 what do you do? What do you do to let your conscience? How do you get your conscience to be quiet? Huh? This is something I discovered about me 30-something years ago. I was an architect, I was successful, new houses, new vehicles. Uh, every year and a half, two years, I go buy a new vehicle. Not because there's anything wrong with the old one. I just, nah, I like this one now. So I was very blessed in that way. Everything I wanted. But I look at all the craziness in the world and the hurts and the pains and it's like nah how long can I keep doing this how long can I keep and I know it was God that blesses me I know it wasn't the devil that had been blessing me all those years I know it wasn't the devil that, that took me from poverty living out in a country on some little dirt farm into architecture and all the things I was doing and everything I was touching was successful. I know that wasn't the devil doing it. I ain't going to give him no praise for nothing except for some of the stupidness I do. But no, 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 no. Can't keep doing this. Can't keep doing this. And that was my biggest conviction when I did get saved. Of course, technically, I was really always saved. I just didn't know it. God already had me on the radar and on the list, just like he has you. And it wasn't like when salvation came, it wasn't like it zoomed in on one big sin that I had. You know, sometimes when salvation comes, it zooms in on one big sin. Wow. And that one big sin just makes you Know that you need salvation. No, mine was like, I would help people, but I helped people out of my riches. You know, I was like, not, not the, the widow who put in all she had. I was like those that gave out of their riches, which really wasn't nothing. And then I might pat myself on the back for giving nothing. Nah. Mm-mm. No, 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 no. I could go on being successful, but no, no, this, this is not making sense. 
How do you stop your conscience? And I'm not saying give up everything and, 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 and do what I did, which scared everybody that ever knew me. They thought I was going off. I'm not saying that, but how do you shut your conscience? And but, but how did you get deceived and come to a place where you just believe that it all revolves around you and never a prayer and never a dollar to nothing else? You know, you know how you're going to feel on Judgment Day. I don't even want to talk about hellfire and brimstone. I don't even want to talk about it. You know how you're going to feel. Huh? If your neighbor, if you found out, you see your neighbor sitting out in the gallery, and every evening you're getting in your nice car and you're going out and you're going to go down the road to the restaurant and you're going to go eat at a nice restaurant. Yes. What's a nice restaurant to eat at around here? Give me a name. I don't think I know no nice restaurant. Huh? Somebody give me a name. Come on. Huh? TGI? Ranger? Green Jackets. Green Jackets. Green Jackets. Green Jackets. Green Jackets. What? We got some greedy kids. Green Jackets. Jackets, green. Greener jacket? Green jacket. Green jacket? That's a restaurant? By the airport, green jacket. I think I have one. Do you have to wear a green jacket? All right. Who else? Somebody give me a fancy restaurant. TGI, Prime. Town. All right. All right. Huh? Kazan. What? Kazan. Kazan. Kai. Spell it. K A I. K A I. All right. All right. So, almost every day, every evening, you're driving out and you're waving at your neighbor. And you go into that restaurant, right? <laughs> hey, and those of you that are calling them out those names, y'all tip when you go to those restaurants? Yes. You do? Yes, you tip? I've never been to that restaurant. you never been to that restaurant. You tip? Never went. Ne- <laughs> never went. <laughs> hmm. Nicole, you ever go? Huh? You ever tip? <laughs> you tip? Always. See, it don't matter how expensive it is. That server is not getting that money, you know. But anyway, here you you go into this nice restaurant, and and then y'all drop by the dealership and see see the new car. Wow! And you've been doing this for weeks, waving at your neighbor, always out there in the gallery, huh? And then one day, you find out your neighbor ain't eat nothing in two weeks. How you gonna feel? Hmm? I ain't talking fire and brimstone. Well, maybe I am. 
How you going to feel? What goes on around you that you can't see because you're consumed with me, me, my, my, my? Now, here's the thing. Paul says that even if my conscience is innocent or if it's clear, it does not mean that I am innocent. Because you can sear your conscience. You can lie to your conscience. But here's the thing. You can lie to your conscience or you can sear your conscience so you're not discerning it. But your conscience still feels it. And the Bible says, every knee shall bow. And every tongue shall confess. Huh? So it's inside you. But here's the thing you don't know about it. The Bible says there are sins piled up to heaven. Somehow or another, you've, you've hid your selfishness. You, you, you blocked off your conscience because you can't feel it, but your conscience is still feeling it. And that which you can't see, which is hidden, that will be exposed one day, is still producing bad karma for you. It, it blocks your blessings. When the Lord wants to bless you. Because, first of all, because you already sealed your conscience, you can't receive it no way. You lock the door. Because you won't let the truth in. If you won't let the truth in, how can you let the blessing in? Hmm. Uh, and the Lord has pointed nobody to suffer. He's pointed nobody to suffer. The Bible says that. He has pointed nobody to suffer. But if you shut off truth, have you not also shut off blessing? And, you know, a little humorously, but seriously too, if you always have an attitude towards your landlord, what right do you have to do that? I'm not saying if, if the landlord is, you know, I'm just talking about generally. See, here's the thing with karma. When we hear karma, which is all in the Bible, it says what you sow is what you reap. Do unto others as you would have them do unto you. As you judge, so shall you to be judged. Is all in the Bible. Now, for the most part, we know karma. I do you something wrong. And then somehow or another, it comes back to me. Not, not typically evil for evil. I do you wrong, you do me wrong. Not typically like that. Karma is much like, you know, uh, somebody does you wrong, and then right down the road, karma gets them. Or sometimes we would say instant karma. So we know that karma. But did you know there was a selfish karma? What you sow is what you reap. Right? It's a selfish karma. Now think about this. If you have prayed for nobody, why should anybody pray for you? And if you've prayed for nobody, and got no prayers answered, why should any of your prayers be answered? 
We know Jesus can break down the doors of karma, take it all away. We know that, but we still live in a world of karma. We still live in a, a world that is based upon the Old Testament, an eye for an eye, two for two. Now we say there's grace. Yes, there's grace to live in that world. Now there's a new world coming. It's not about karma, it's about love. See, the old world, it told you what love was and this is what you got to do. And if you love, you'll be loved, right? New world is all love. But this selfish karma, see, it, it, it robs you. Because then your conscience is saying you do not deserve because you are selfish. And deep down inside, you know it. You keep trying to hide it. And sometimes you say, well, one day, one day, I'll, I'll check on them. Yes? And usually that's the day they die. One day, I'll do this. One day, I'm going to do this. When I get more money, I'm going to do this. But the reason you're not getting more money because you ain't doing it. Because there's always something you can do. You, you, you can pray for people. Yes? You know, you know, ask of the Lord whatever you would ask of Him. And then there's a lot of space in there where you don't just aggravate the Lord and you actually pray for somebody else. And most of you know that when you pray for somebody else, those prayers get answered quick, don't they? Huh? How many of you know that? Yes. That when you pray for other people, yes. but your prayers have a hard time getting through. Yes. See, that says right there that when you pray for others, your conscience wants them to be helped or healed or blessed. But when you pray for yourself, your conscience is saying you don't deserve it. You're selfish. Huh? You don't ever give to nothing. You don't care about nobody. You're always just praying, me, 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 me. No do re me, just me. <laughs> That's selfish karma. If we live selfishly, we're going to reap selfishly. Because if we, if we, a selfish karma is a hoarding karma. And if you don't give, what if everybody's got a selfish karma and nobody gives? Then nobody's going to be blessed. We have to come out of that selfish karma. Now, yes, Christ is the answer. Right? But just because you got Jesus don't mean you can go around killing people. Jesus never said, I'm your savior. Now you can commit adultery. No problem. Huh? Now you can rob. Now you can steal. Now you can curse. No problem. No. He come to forgive you and give you another chance at this karma thing. He come to help you when you fall short, when you're trying. And he overlooks things. He says, no, 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 no. Huh? Hmm? This morning I gave you the example of Job. You know, Job was a very selfish man. The only thing he ever prayed about was his what was he is? Yes. Yes, he prayed about his children. Yes. 
because his children was taking care of his property. And it was my children, you know, my goats, my sheep. He never prayed for nobody else. He was blessed. He was protected by God, but he never prayed for nobody. It was not there. Huh? And it really caught up with him, didn't it? It caught up with him. We have to get away from selfishness. So many of us would say, I worked hard this week. I would say, I work hard for what I got. I work hard for what I got. But technically, you've worked for nothing and no one if it's only for you that you are working. You think when you get to heaven, God's going to say, Ooh, I praise you. You worked hard for yourself. Hmm? Ooh, take that, my best mansion up here because you worked so hard for yourself. Huh? All the days of your life, you worked hard for yourself. You worked hard for yourself, and you worked hard for your children, and you worked hard for your family. Oh, you deserve the, 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 the best mansion. Huh? You even worked hard, even on the Sabbath, so they could go to church. You just worked hard. But it's always for you. I don't want nobody to feel bad. I just want to see truth this morning. It's just a message, right? It's just a Sunday message, and tomorrow you go back to work and go back to hating, hating your landlord, right? Ah. I wonder, has anybody ever gone to church with their landlord? <laughs> Surely somewhere on the face of the earth and all the churches, somebody goes to church with their landlord. Uh, Jesus had two brothers and one of them said Lord make my brother share the inheritance yeah. sure has anybody ever went to church with their landlord no huh. surely somebody has would you go to church with your landlord why not what if you hadn't paid him you'd carry him He's the landlord. He probably could carry himself. Well, he could if you pay him. But, you know. At some point, he'll get paid. Oh. So you and him could sit right on the front row. And what about when the pastor says, let's hold hands? You'd hold his hand? Is he cute? I don't know. You never, you never met, the, met the landlord? You have a landlord? You don't have no landlord. You just want a landlord. No. <laughs> Mm -hmm. We've had to hold hands with your landlord. Could you do it? Mm. Pastor says, let's hold hands and pray. Your landlord. Could you hold hands with your banker? Mm. Could you hold hands with a policeman? Without fear of getting handcuffed. Ah. He 
Have you ever been to church and somebody come in that you don't like? And they ain't seen you yet and they sit on your side. What, what if Riley come to church? <laughs> Listen, one day, some of you ain't caught on. One day we are all going to have to stand before the Lord, you know. Huh? We like to say... I'm going to have a private meeting with God. A private. No, you're going to be standing before the Lord with your landlord on this side, <laughs> prime minister on this side, the judge on this side, the policeman and the murderer and the thief and the bandit. Uh, I want you to be so blessed. But you got to stop interfering with my prayers. I want you to prosper, but you got to stop fighting against me. Because it's hard for me to prophesy blessings on you. And your life is selfish. Now, let me do say this. First thing is, I'd kind of get away from your conscience on the whole anyway. Because according to your conscience, it's going to thrive to make you like St. Paul or somebody like that. It just don't give up. It just keeps demanding more of you. Because a lot of times the spirit of the world gets into you and it overjudges you. You just, you know, even if your conscience likes you one day, it may not like you the next day. But here's the thing. We all have a conscience and we use it a whole lot, you know. And if it's selfish, and I say prosper. Your conscience says, but they ain't given nothing from all that they have. I want you to know that's not God blocking your blessings. That is you blocking your blessings by a selfish karma. Huh? Now, I know some, I know some of you know somebody. We're not going to point nobody out. But I know that you know somebody. And you just know that person is a selfish person. Huh? You don't ever see them giving nothing to nobody. And many times they don't have nothing. The reason they don't have nothing because they're selfish. But there's individuals, and you know this person is not a giver. And then there's this one person that's just always giving, 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 giving. And they always got to give. Let me tell you something. This life is much fairer than we ever give credit for. Hmm? You fuss at the landlord, but your rent is fair, right? You fuss at God, but this world is more fair. The thing is, you just don't have eyes to see what's going on. You think, you think this person deserves a better life and that person deserves a better life, but sometimes you can't see selfishness and you can't see in other people, when they should have gave to somebody a long time ago, but they never gave to nobody. They never gave no credit. They never gave no glory. They never gave no praise, not even to God. And then all at once, you know, things ain't going right. 
and you think God's not fair, and you see them put out of their house, but what you don't see is they ain't paid the landlord in six months. And what you don't see is they're spending money other places and doing other things. No. The world's more fair than you think. You're just not the judge, nor do we know how to judge situations. Hmm? And we, even when we look at our own selves and we want to say life is not fair, I don't know. What's your opinion of your landlord? That almost sounds funny, doesn't it? Hmm? Have you hugged your landlord today? <laughs> but it's the karma that's blocking your blessings. Because I've seen individuals and they just don't give. They just take, take, take. They don't give nothing away. They get something new and they don't give the old away. They get something new and they want to charge somebody for the old. Somebody gives you something, but then you want to take your old thing and you want to charge somebody for it. Somebody gave you something new, but you're going to charge for something that's something less. I mean, selfishness, listen. There's, there's a reason why weeds always grow around the house of a hoarder and a lustful person. Because greed and lust just holds on till it is destroyed. Hmm? Yes, till it's destroyed. Somebody in my close proximity right here, you have clothes. Nice clothes. You never wear, but you refuse to give it to somebody. God says so. Somebody, right in here, you have clothes that you do not wear. You had rather see them sit in a box or a barrel or whatever. You had rather see them, the moth eat them, than actually give those clothes to somebody. Who am I talking to? Hmm? I want to help you. It's not you. Who am I talking to? Right in here. You have clothes. I'm not saying you're a bad person. I'm saying you've got a lot of clothes you do not wear. You're just storing them up. Who am I talking to? Hmm? I ain't going to point you out. Who am I talking to? Who am I talking to? Both of you. All right. There ain't no shame here. I love you. I don't feel no difference. Right? You go home today. You get those clothes out. You know you ain't going to wear them. You know you're never going to wear a size four ever again. What? what? <laughs> what? <laughs> we, we just playing. We just playing. <laughs> But you know, you too. If you go home today, you get those clothes and you get them out. You know you're not going to wear them. Huh? You got clothes that still got tags on them. Why? 
could put them in an antique shop. No, I just said that. Listen, this ain't shame. I want to get you blessed. I want to get you blessed. I want to get you so blessed. Right? You get those clothes, and I don't, I don't know if it fits you now, or if it's smaller, or bigger, or whatever, and you think, and the Lord will tell you what to do with those clothes. And you give those clothes away. Amen? Don't, don't, don't hold on to things. Poor people, do not hold on to things. Huh? If you're rich, you can hold on to them and go to hell. But poor people don't hold on to things, you're going to get more poor. Huh? Break the yoke of poverty. How do you break poverty? You break it by giving. How do you break the curses of your hands? You break it by helping someone. Huh? See, that's something that we have never, never learned about tithing and about giving and about offerings. We just say, well, that's what God requires. It's in the Bible why we do these things. You know why you take a Sabbath? You know why you take a day off? So all your other days be blessed. Why? Because if you don't take a day off, you're greedy. And you're selfish. And you're making out God to be hard. But what is tithing about? Tithing is about giving of what God gave you. And do not twist the words around. You do not tithe to get more. You tithe to pay for what you've already gotten. You're giving God a small portion of what he has given you. You're giving it back to him so it can be a blessing to somebody else. Huh? When you take, in, in many ways, those clothes are tithes that you've held back. Yes, I know you can't, I know you can't put it in an offering plate, but it's there. It's something that you can give. The whole purpose of tithing, yes, it, it, it's, of course it's to help support the church or the ministry. That's a given. What it's really doing for you is breaking the greed. It's breaking the selfishness. It's breaking the fear that says, I got to hold on to this. I might need this. Hmm? Y'all see that, that little man standing over by the corner against the wall there? Uh, you see him? You know how many times I told him, he, you know, Where's Victor at? Victor ain't here, but Victor loves to save things. He almost likes to save things. And this is what you do. You save things. You put them on the shelf. I might need that one day. <laughs> and when one day comes, you need it, but you can't remember it. And so what you do? You go and you buy another one. And then two days later, for some reason or another, you're on that shelf and you say, Whoa, I didn't know I had this. You're saving your heart. You're a hoarder. You just ain't, you just, you're just not good at it yet, but you're hoarding. Giving breaks the curses. When you give, you tell Satan, You're a liar. I am not greedy and I am not selfish. When God wants to bless you with something. And he's trying to bless your life. 
Satan comes up and accuses you and says they're selfish. They're greedy. They don't give to nobody. And your conscience says, I can testify. And so your blessing is blocked even though God wants you to have it. Why is it blocked? Because your karma is selfish. And get him back to a greedy person. You ever seen a person, they won't give nothing. They don't give nothing. You know, I don't know if you in a household or a work environment where you share food, you know. Here, around here, we'd share food, you know. But there's some people, they ain't gonna share. They go in the bathroom and eat it. <laughs> uh, but when you got something, they come and sit down next to you. Do you know, before long, you begin to get an aura around you. I'm not prophesying to you, I'm just saying... <laughs> You begin to get this aura around you. What's the aura? Selfishness. Huh? And the angels can even see you in the dark. Because there's just selfishness around you. Because you just, you're just so focused on you. The way to destroy your life is to become greedy and selfish. And this is why the, this is why the, um, the prosperity gospel has come forth with some truth, but not in its entirety. They just proclaim give so you can get. Not so much about that you should give. You just give so you can get. But, but here's the thing. When you start to give, you, you break the poverty. You break the accusations against you. That's what the Sabbath does. When you take that day off and say, no, I'm spending in God's house today. You, you're breaking the lie. The accusations that says that you don't care about nobody but yourself. It breaks it. It snaps it in two. But sometimes when we're greedy and we're poor, we try to hold on to life. And the Bible says if we try to save our life, we'll lose it. Everybody in here, you got something that you could give. And if you say you have nothing... I would at least say you have prayers to give that you have not given to anybody else but yourself. And again, prayer is not about somebody with a broken leg or somebody that's, you know, hanging out in the nightclub all night. It's praying for people that they don't really need anything. They just need to be able to stand their ground and mature and grow. You can always give something. You can always give something. Whatever you give. The Bible says, you know, give, not grudgingly. Or feeling like you have to. That's why we don't pass a collection plate around in here. I don't like all them nasty spirits. Hmm? In the movie, they take a cross. And they can find the demons. Hmm? They can find a demon. Give me a collection plate. I'll find every demon in your church. <laughs> Just pass that collection plate. You'll find every demon that's in the house of God. Hmm? You'll find the ones that folded up and folded up and it's like, it's sticky. It's like it's flypaper or something. They can't get it out of their hands. <laughs> you find the ones that put their hands in the plate but they ain't got nothing in there. You might find those that Took more out and they put in. 
And then you got the one that takes the hundred out and <laughs> you can find every demon in the church with a collection plate. And I just don't care to see all them demons. And then on top of that, you find these people. Hmm? You know you could give $10, but you give a dollar. You know you could give 100 but you give a 20 And you just put more guilt on yourself right in the house of God. Many years ago, I learned this. In my ministry, I've always worked prophetically, healing, miracles, all those things. But you can never do it right after the collection plate passes. Because most likely, 99% of the people that gave shortchanged God. They did not pray and say, Lord, what should I give? Hmm? What should I give? No. Your conscience would accuse you of not giving enough. And I'm not saying what you should give. A tithe is a tithe. I'm not saying that. I'm just talking about giving on the whole. I'm talking about you breaking the poverty in your life. Because uh, many times I've seen people, they give, and their hand has got guilt all over it. Uh, you got $100, you give $1. You got guilt all over it. That's why I don't like collection plates. You're guilty enough without me making you more guilty. Mm. There's a hole in the wall. Give what you want to give. And I'm not just talking about giving to this house. I'm talking about giving of yourself. Huh? Yeah. I'm talking about giving of your food. I'm talking about giving of your cookies, whatever. I'm talking about giving. I'm talking about if you visit the cafe huh? and you have a decent job, why just buy a snack for yourself? Buy, buy a snack for somebody else. They don't even have to need it. Just give. Yes? Just give. Break the accusations against you that you just care about yourself. Because when it gets down to it, when we get to heaven, there's only two types of people. The selfless and the selfish. And those standing somewhere in between the two thieves. Hmm? The selfish and the selfless. I am telling you, if you will break that karma, break that aura over you. And you may have spent years just thinking about you. Just working hard for you and praying hard for you. And there's an aura around you. You cannot be selfish without me seeing it. But thanks to Christ in me, I did not come to condemn you or judge you. But your selfishness radiates. It's like this Nasty green color. 
break that aura over your life. Jesus loves you. If you call on that name, you're going to be saved. But you're going to be saved as a poor man. You're going to be saved as a broke man. An unromantic man or woman. Break it. That God's blessings can reach you. God's blessings can reach you. And husbands and wives, don't fuss at your husband or your wife because they want to give and help somebody. Amen. Whatever their giving might be. Stop this me, me, me kingdom. This my, my, my kingdom. Amen. You're going to go broke. When the Bible says store up treasures in heaven where the moth and the rust. You know what causes moth and rust? Greediness, selfishness. And you're not a selfish people. You're a fearful people. Huh? And you're just focusing on yourself a little too much in everything you do. Every dollar you make, every prayer you pray is about you. I'm not beating up on nobody. Sometimes it, when, when things are not going right in your life, it's, it's hard to pray for other people. But where's your faith? And maybe your prayer for other people is what's stopping your prayer from manifesting. You're giving. Hmm? Would you clean out your closets for brand new wardrobes? For a spending spree? Simple thing like that. Huh? You got canned food in your house that came across the waters in Noah's Ark. And, and you're not looking to see if there might be somebody hungry. There's always somebody you can help and you can encourage. And that's going to come back to you. Because that's what good karma is. When you give, you shall receive. And many times over. But you shouldn't just, you shouldn't just give because you want ten times as much back. And again, tithing. Don't be tithing and thinking you're going to get blessed. Yes, tithing is giving of what God has already given you. The honest, the honest promise that comes with tithing is he will rebuke the devourer. It won't come and take it. As I don't know what you think about tithing. I don't know how you feel about it. But I've seen much evidence of this. If you do not tithe, something will come and get the tithe. If you don't give it to God, the devil will take it. The devil will take it. If you don't give it to God, sickness is going to take it. A lack of promotions are going to take it. Something is going to take it. We must stop being so fearful and so self-absorbed with our prayer life. Huh? 
Yes? And some of us say, oh, we love the Lord. We love the Lord. I pray all the time. I pray. I pray. I pray. And I include all the people in the world in my prayer. This is not point fingers that nobody, not to make nobody feel bad, but it's, it's a message that should open our eyes and say, oh, yes. And, and, and maybe you do give, but maybe you could be a better giver. Maybe you could be a better prayer. Huh? There's something about a selfish person that just stinks. They just, huh? You know what I realize about selfish people? I don't like to give them nothing. Hmm. Hmm. Sometimes, I, a lot of times, I, I give stuff. Because people sometimes give me a lot of candy. I like candy, but I don't eat it. I just give it away, what have you. But sometimes, you know, I, I, I might be in the dining room, and, and I have something, and I just want to give it away. I just want to give it away. Sometimes when I see people happy, and they just... They, they, they're getting along with everybody. If I got anything, I just want to give it away, give it away, give it away. But if I see a greedy person in the room, I usually like to wait till they get out of the room. And then I give. I just don't like to give to greedy people. Whenever I give to greedy people, I feel like I got robbed. And I love to give. I love to give. Because, you know, you know, Christmas every year, the anniversary, my birthday, you know, people would give me something. And a lot of times when they ask me for something I want, I would say, I want this. And I already have one. But you know why I say I want this? All right. So it would be newer. All right. One plus, I suppose. I like that gift because you give me something and now I can give this to somebody. Listen, this thing works. It will break all the poverty in your life. Huh? Now, I'm not discrediting saving. And I'm saying sometimes there may be some people God ain't telling you to give to. It's not always your buddy because if you give to your buddy, I give to my son or I gave to my daughter, I gave to my husband, I gave to my best friend. That's still selfish. You want to break that. Uh, you want to give to those that can't do anything but praise God and bless you. Not with, not with, not with something tangible. See, here's the thing about giving and receiving. If I give you something, you give me something back, fair deal. I ain't getting nothing from heaven. But if I give you something and you can't give back to me, and you just bless me and bless God, see, see, what you need is the blessing of the poor person. You don't need the blessing of the rich person. Let me let you in on this secret. The people that can bless you the most in life is not your rich neighbors. The ones that can bless you most is the ones that can't pay you nothing back. Mm. They can bless you. Don't ever underestimate somebody and say, thank you so much. 
I, I needed this. I did not have it. Thank you so much. Because that Thanksgiving rolls over to Thanksgiving to God. Because at some point or another, they're probably going to say, thank you, God. Thank you for this. Thank you for this. Bless you so much. Thank you so much. Listen, you, the world can't understand that. The bank don't know how to deposit that. But I know how to deposit that. And when the Bible says store up treasures in heaven, that's what it's talking about. When you receive the blessings of people that can't pay you back. And when you receive the blessings of people that are not your friends and spoke to love you, but you're doing something, you're giving, that is treasures in heaven that just reaps benefits. Because one dollar in heaven is like a trillion dollars on earth. Break it. And I know you. I'm talking to somebody. You used to be a giver, but you stopped. Because you didn't think it was beneficial. Listen, you never know the hour. You never know when your blessing's going to come. Go back to giving. Stop being selfish. Go back to giving. Go back to caring. You may not see it immediately, but it's going to happen. Because sometimes the reason you don't see it immediately is because you ain't been doing it for a while. And it's got to catch up with you. You can't outgive God. Yes, don't give for show. Don't just give to your buddy. Give what God tells you to give. But find those opportunities to give. You will see people around you that you can give to them. Hmm? While you're waiting on your 10000 you can see somebody that's waiting on their $25. While you're waiting on your 100000 you can see somebody waiting on a 1000 Because that $1,000 is like $100,000 to you. See, you need $100,000 to make something work. You need a million to make something work. They only need a 1000 And you got a few thousand. You can make it work for them. Because your few thousand is nowhere near that hundred thousand that you need. And you can make that work for them. And it will work for you. God is not mocked. What we sow is what we reap. What we give is what we receive. And many times over. Not to mention the health benefits. And the conscience benefits of not dreading the day when heaven zaps us up and we know we ain't done nothing for nobody. Children of God, let's break this thing. Let's stop being afraid to kill. Yes. So whatever bad karma that has been upon you, I break it right now in the name of Jesus. Uh, but through God's grace and the faith that we have in Jesus Christ, let's believe. And let's start to give. Let's stop being selfish. Right? Because when you get selfish, you shut the doors and you block your own blessings. Let's start to give. Yes. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Drrrr.
Who needs a word today? And see, that's another thing. You know, the Bible says you can sow seeds and sometimes we just convert that to money, you know. But how many people might you pass? They just need encouragement. Or maybe a smile. Hmm? Yes. I like street preachers. They just walk up to you. You're going to hell. If you don't accept the Lord. Hmm. Well, might be some truth there. But maybe you should just try to win them over with love first before you bring out the big sword. Hmm. And sometimes you need to remember people suffering in the world and they're scared just like you. And they might love the Lord as much as you. Hmm. I find when you get people saved just by fear, you have to save them again at some point with love. So that's why I like to save them with love at one time. Somebody didn't hear that. If you save a soul because of fear, you're going to hell. If you don't repent right now. Anybody need to give your life to God? Give it to Him right now. He'll take it. He'll let you stay, but He'll take it. <laughs> if anybody gets saved out of fear, one day they'll have to get saved again out of love. Amen. Does anybody hear what I'm saying? Yes. You watch anybody. Now, we may need to save some out of fear. But one day we have to save them again out of love. Because they're just getting saved because they're scared of dying and they're scared of hell. They ain't getting saved because they love God. I'd rather save you with love one time if I can. If I have to bring out the fear, I could do that too. But, but love lifted me. needs a word so you could always a word you can you know you may not by the way we have prophetic classes here you could come and learn how to prophesy a little bit yes but you can always encourage somebody true you might be surprised what God drops in your spirit if you really want to encourage somebody Tuesday, last Tuesday, 
he was baking a cake and he was having a talk with God. Last Tuesday, I don't know if you can remember that. Last Tuesday, he was baking a cake and he was talking with God. Last Tuesday, I don't know if that means this past Tuesday or Tuesday before that. Last Tuesday, he was baking a cake and he was talking with God. And you had a thought while you was talking with God. But you've backed up on the thought that you was having with God. I want to talk to you. Last Tuesday, he was baking a cake. In-house, online. He was baking a cake. And he was having a talk with God. Last Tuesday. Icing was green, actually. I believe. Mm-hmm. Where are you at? Baking a cake. Almost a dying art. You buy a cake. You're baking a cake. Mm-hmm. Last Tuesday. And you had this thought. You didn't even know God was talking to you that much. You was kind of talking to God, but you weren't expecting Him to talk to you so much. You know, sometimes when God talks to you, uh, when God talks to you, you bring it out in this form. You say, I should do this, or maybe I should do that. But actually, it's God telling you to do it, but you just bring it out in the you form, or the, you say, I, maybe I should do this, maybe I should do that. But it's actually God talking to you. You just you just didn't let him speak directly. You you You... You turned it into your own thought. Many times you, many times you, because you're not patient and you don't recognize you have some thoughts sometimes that are not yours. Some of them are the devil's, but all of them, anything comes through your head, it's me, it's I, you know. Commit adultery. I think I'll commit adultery. And that wasn't even your thought. But many times God talks to you and you say, I should do this. I should do that. And sometimes you say, I should, rather than I will, because you already weakened it. But many times God is talking to you in that. And sometimes you just need to say, Lord, is that you telling me? Is this what you want me to do? So who was baking a cake last, past Tuesday? Past Tuesday. That's what I said, past Tuesday, right? Last Tuesday. Last Tuesday. That's what I said? All right. I don't like to change my words because I don't know what the word might mean to somebody. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Where are you at? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. There was you? You baking cake? There was in the house? Yes, 
Was it green? Who? That was you. So you were baking a green cake in the house. Right? Yes? It had green, yes. All right. All right. Not focusing on the cake. What I'm focusing on is a conversation that you have with God. You said, maybe I should do this. Yes, ma'am. Is that true? Yes, ma'am. All right. What, you, what, what was the conversation? Um, I was um, studying what I should do when I reach home. Um, okay. And, and what was that thought that you had? Um, I had different ideas of... Um, I was thinking about the churches and different area and Lord show me a direction what I should do okay. when I reach home and, w- and when you reach home right yeah alright you come up come 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 now I want I want to mention something here I'm going to mention what I mentioned this morning right and I, I'm just saying this that it, it might help you to realize that maybe the world is bigger than you. Do you realize we have some prophets living in this house that has slept on the floor for 20 years? How many of you have beds? Anybody have a bed? How many of you have beds? Anybody ever slept on the floor? I think all of you had beds. But you have slept on the floor. Have you slept on the floor for 20 years? We have prophets in this house. Asleep on a mat on the floor past 20 years. One of the reasons why I want a bigger building so we can build a dorm room. Don't you think they deserve it? Yes. All right. Now, just remember that. The next time you're feeling sad about yourself, and maybe you just focus primarily on you, I don't know. The next time you're feeling sad about yourself, you remember this prophet has slept on the floor for 20 years that they could serve you and pray for you and pray for your blessings to come in. Yes? Now, this young lady, where's Oxana? Is she in the house? All right. So how many years you've been coming here? This year will be six years. Six years this year. All right. So everything is perfectly legal here. She is from Guyana, right? So you get missionary statuses, you come for three years, and then you've got to go out for a little while, right? So you have to deal with all that. My wife and I, we've been getting missionary statuses and other kind of statuses and almost got residence. For 20 years we've been fooling the immigration. Yes? Um, well, she just come one time, didn't she? Listen. There's people that's going through things and you don't, you don't realize it. And the only reason I'm saying this now, I'm not saying this now to say, oh, I don't want no, oh, uh, don't give me no pity. Yes, the Lord fights all my battles. I'm just saying this to make you conscious of what's around you. And maybe even to make you a little bit more conscious of this church and that you could pray, right? So she has to go. And, and, what, and your, your prayer to God is what she could do when she goes back to Guyana, right? For a couple months, two or three months at least, she'll have to stay, right? While we put in papers again, right? 
Her focus is what can she do while she's down there. See, that's honorable. Yeah. And maybe that's not your calling, but it is her calling. It's Oksana's calling. Yes? They came here six years ago. Fell in love with the place. You bring them up here, you went to Guyana and brought them. And Yolanda. And they fell in love with the place. Not even from this country. They didn't come here to make money. They come here to pray. So the two of them's got to go back in June, July. July. July, right? So they're not going back. They're going back home. They're going to see their family, of course. But they're praying about what they're going to do when they're down there. And even some of my prayers have been, Lord, where could I send them? You know, got some connections here and there around the place. Where could I send them? Where do you want them to go? Uh, so this is Nyasha. This is Oksana. This is Ishmael. <laughs> Almost married once, but he's looking right now. You, you're looking, not looking, not looking. You know, you know, woman pause for a moment. Not menopause, but woman, woman pause. All right. You come here. Come here. Come here. You see these two? You could just pray for them and your life would get blessed. Yes. How old are you? 25. 25. Six years ago, 19, right? How old was you? 27. 27. Six years ago, you were 21, right? Who's the aunt? Me. This is her aunt. <laughs> Evidently, it has nothing to do with height. This is her, her aunt. Hmm. So how many years difference? Two years different. You're two years old. I'm your, I'm your aunt, you know. Listen, as many people in the house you could pray for, you could just find one of the ministers in the house and pray for them. You could pray for all of them. But listen, Lord, I just pray for everybody in Trinidad. What, what does that prayer mean? <laughs> Put a face to your prayer. Huh? Lord, Lord, bless them. Bless them. And you know, we have to pay money for these tickets going back and forth, all this stuff, we have to pay immigration money to stay here. Yes. Because this is what we're called to, and God always provides. And I'm not taking up no offering from these two. Right? I'm saying, listen, if you don't know what to pray for, any of you got a broke leg, cancer, no. your soul lost, anything like that? No. Uh, Huh. I do pray for protection. And keep, keep all the wrong men away. Yeah. Uh, uh. Wicked, wicked men think they find a prize when they find a church girl, you know. 
I think they just like to bring them down and then they leave them. So you can always pray for protection. You can pray that doors open. These two went home three years ago and they was all over Guyana ministering. Even though prophets are not welcome in their own hometown. Yeah, listen, you come to a house. We ain't perfect, but we try. And we want to see you blessed. I want to see you blessed. And I'm not telling you all these things to get any kind of sympathy or pity. I'm just saying, hey, what happens if you come to this house? We've been here 20 years, but let's say you come to this house for five years, 10 years, 15 years, 20 years. And then one day you find out, huh? You mean that's the way they was living? 20 years. How many years have you been here? 19 years on the floor. Lord says, pick up your mat and just follow me. (laughs) I'm not saying this for any kind of sympathy or pity. I'm just saying there's people that work hard for you. Give honor where honor is due. So this is Nyasha, this is Oksana. You probably know somebody else. Just put them in your prayer. For once, pray for somebody other than yourself. And your miserable family. Why? Would you know right now, deserve to go to hell. (laughs) Pray for somebody else. Sometimes, huh? You remember, you get your family into heaven, you're going to have to live with them. Forever and forever and forever. Not till death do your part, but forever, because there is no death. So you better pray about who you want in heaven with you. You can't live with them on earth. How are you going to live with them in heaven? No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But, but let me throw this thought. Here it is. You praying for your heathen brother. Who's praying for their heathen brother? Is that you? <laughs> you, you praying for your heathen brother. But you never offer no prayers for the saint because you think the heathen brother. When there's people you could pray for. Not that they're desperate without you. They don't look unnourished. Nice clothes. You'd never guess they're homeless, would you? Just sleeping on the floor. I find they radiate for homeless people, you know. <laughs> we have a home that outshines the sun. Huh? So, that was God talking to you. And the doors were open. You ready for doors open too? Yes. You're not just going down there. You go down there and bathe on the brown, the brown river, are you? <laughs> <laughs> so you want to do ministry when you go down? Yes. All right. Let's
Listen, that is a given child. God has called you. Doors will open. And your reward is coming. The Lord is going to send a chauffeur to take you around to some place. I did not say a he chauffeur. I said a chauffeur. <laughs> to get you around. Yes, talk to me. Yes, to say something. So, a few minutes ago, right? <laughs> I had Ishmael tablet. And somehow... You had Ishmael what? Tablet. It's oh, his tablet. tablet. All right. And I was showing Christine... Um, some part in Guyana, you know, was checking up the flight and how much money to pay. Right. And somehow it just had a mop that I was just running through and said, hmm, some strange places I wish I could go. And then to hear you saying that. <laughs> he is always with you. Hallelujah. We have two more that's leaving Friday, right? Stand up. You stand up. Where's Louise? When's she leaving? Friday too. These two are leaving Friday, but they're going to be back. And I pray for a protection of ugly around you. That every boy that sees you say, Ugh. <laughs> 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 you, 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 I don't have to. Let <laughs> me. Thank you, Lord. The Lord saved me on that one. I almost said something. <laughs> now, you can defend for yourself. I did not say what y'all thought I said. You can defend for yourself. But you are going to have a friend that's going to call on you. Uh huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> Hallelujah. So, Louise is retired, but she she loves it here. Says so she comes back and forth, and so. You know, maybe one day immigration will work where we can do things better and more persistent. But God works in all things. Amen. All things. And so this one and these over here, 
Listen, young people giving their life to God. Don't tell me the world's getting worse. Amen. You have no eyes to see. Yet. May your eyes be open and may you see. Right? So, here's four individuals you could pray for. You could pray for blessings for them. And listen, not that I should have to entice you to do it so you'll get something, but we'll break a lot of the craziness and the poverty in your own life just by realizing, say, wow, uh, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm praying for, a, you know, I'm praying for this new vehicle. I'm praying for a new house. And all they want is tickets so they can go back and forth. Mm. Yes. And for an immigration officer to go, go boop. Mm. Yes. Mm. Right? And that's not to make you feel bad. It's just to say, hey, you could pray. God will hear your prayer. God will receive your blessing that you want to give to somebody. Yes. Believe me, that will break so many things. Hmm? You could pray for this house and say, Father, 20 years has been a long time for these ministers to be sleeping on the floor. Lord, we can't tell you what to do, but 20 years is a long time. Father, give them the land or give them a large building where they can have a dorm. Hmm? Where we could take some bunk beds and stack them up on top of each other and put them in a room. At least they got a bed. But I'd rather sleep on the floor in God's house hmm? than a California king in some mansion. I'll always take Lord's house. Amen. So this is not this is not no poverty plea. It's not no sympathy plea. I want you just to look outside yourself, break the curses in your life. I want you to look to the house. If this is your house. This is the house where you worship in. I want you to understand what people, you know, no salaries in this house. Every money that comes, every dollar that comes to this house goes back into this house or into savings. There's no salaries. Uh, that's something that, that you could respect and be thankful for. Are we perfect? By no means. No. We're perfect in Christ. So don't mess with us. And I'm not saying this so you should say, well, I ain't doing nothing in my life. Yes, you're doing a lot of things with your life. Uh, without you, there would be no house. You're a worshiper of God. Turn your prayers to God. Yes. And whatever you feel free to give, you give. And this is not a plea for no offering. What I want is your heart. I want your heart to come outside of you so that I can bless you more. Hmm? Yes. I'm not satisfied with mediocre business. I want you to have a nice business. I want everybody in here to have their own house. Not have no landlords. But love your landlords. I want everybody in here to have new cars. And if you will listen to me, it will happen. Because God is not against it. He just wants His praise. And God is not addicted to praise. But God knows that if you give thank you to Him, then no judgment would come against you. Hmm? Give the Lord His due. 
Give him some worship. Give him some praise. Talk to him. You don't have to be there for no long time. You don't have to do no marathon prayer. Take 10 minutes. Take five minutes. Get down on your knees. Yes. Or just sit somewhere and talk to him. And say, Lord, I don't know if I even remember those, those four missionaries that uh, come back and forth. But Lord, you just bless them. Give them something extra. Yes, and shield them. And keep them yours forever. Hmm? Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Now, watch something. I want you to look at your heart right now. Because hmm? I got your heart off yourself for a few minutes. You look at your own heart right now. Don't you feel better? Yes. Don't you feel like a blessed person? Uh, don't be condemning yourself. One or two of you doing that. Don't do that. I got your heart away from you. If I could keep your heart away from you, I could get you blessed. Mm -hmm. Live for God. Yes. And he will prosper everything that you do in your life. Yes. Do you love me? Do you love me? You love me? You love me? Yes. All right. Hmm? That's all you need. Hmm? God's going to take care of everything. Hmm? Hmm. And he's going to do some awesome things where you go. Yes. Don't be so fearful. Hallelujah. You may be seated. Don't forget your chauffeur. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And plenty of your favorite food. Yes! <laughs> Allah. Huh? 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 See, it don't take something to make. It don't take a lot to make some people happy, you know. Take them for a ride and feed them. <laughs> Hallelujah. And when he gets down to it, that's about all there is in life anyway, isn't it? Uh -huh. Listen, this week, I want you to prove God. Stop thinking about yourself so much. Think about somebody else. And you will realize that God can take better care of you than you can take care of yourself. Amen? Yes. Be blessed.